0: Hi, Josh, me, and Ed. This is Jen from North Hollywood. I thought I'd call in to tell you what I thought about last night's episode. All or nothing. Well, it's clear to me that the writers decided to go with the latter, because this was not only the worst finale in Glee history, but probably the worst episode of the season. Now, you're probably thinking, whoa, kind of harsh there, Jen. Maybe you're right. But I'm mad. The fact that they think that they could pass off this Mediocre at best mid-season filler caliber episode as a finale It's my time if this really were season one there is no way i'd still be watching in season four my list of reasons why i'm upset is kind of long and i know we'll get into this more on the show but i just wanted to get that out now well can't wait to hear what you guys think about it bye
1: Good evening, Jennifer.
2: Good evening, Ed.
1: Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen and Ed. You can find us on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B Creative. He's at Edward Giordano and I'm looking at Jennifer who is currently scribbling notes. She actually took notes on the second time we watched it through. I was very, very, very impressed.
2: Well, it it was um, a necessary exercise. I did not have a good reaction the first time watching the show. I had a slightly better reaction the second time, but, um, I'm ready to defend my, uh...
1: (laughs) You came armed?
2: My, my... upset and disappointment.
1: Well, and uh also, well we'll talk a little bit about the episode because I have some responses to some things Ed was saying on the Facebook last night. So we will talk about that. We'll oh talk gosh, about all this. Stuff. Oh no. It's exciting. <laughs> uh but we're going to talk uh, about the
3: I didn't come, I didn't come prepare. I
1: mean, oh gosh. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to we're going to talk about the season finale of Glee, season 4 season finale of Glee entitled All or Nothing. Um, and we have some songs to listen to and all that good stuff but before we do Ed yes how are things uh, in Indiana?
3: things are awesome. I just completed my first week at my new job and it is awesome like like legitimately I I like 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 I hate waking up early but that's like the only thing and it was only this week that I'm early and starting next week I'm to my nocturnal hour so I'll just be super at peace that's and cool. on Thursdays. On Thursdays, they have a yoga instructor come in and do yoga during lunch. That I'm sounds
2: like, awesome. That's I'm awesome. Like, that's really
3: cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I like. It's 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 crazy how much I love this job. Aww. <laughs> so, and so that's already so for, for a reason, right? Right.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, but and, uh, yeah, oh, go ahead. Besides,
3: Ed. oh yeah. Besides that, I mean, I have I have my blog, which I which I post on my Twitter. Twitter. So oh, feel that's free right. To, so feel free to. Read, read my pathetic attempts at uh, finishing a novel and writing songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's um, not
2: pathetic because you're actually doing it, as opposed to just talking about it like a lot of people. So it's don't, true. That's, do not you. dismiss thank your you. efforts. That's fantastic.
3: Yes, thank
1: you. Uh, and Jennifer and I are on vacation
2: as yeah. of Work right o'clock. now. Right?
1: We're so excited. Just just kidding. From the Wait, live feed, I, say- I
3: could tell that you're not in New York unless you have a replica
1: room in New York. <laughs> we actually take... This is actually not a room. That's a backdrop.
2: Yes. It's, it's, I, it's a green screen. stand up. We green
1: screen it. That would be, that that would be, be
3: super funny. legitimate if that was true. Oh, <laughs>
1: I thought about putting a backdrop back here or at least putting like pictures on the closet doors mm-hmm. because I think it could be like at least attractive it up a little bit. I, I love but. Kermit's
2: legs... You know, dangling oh. out of the box there. Oh
1: yeah, Kermit got thrown in the box. I also have my Star Wars Disney T shirt on. Uh, for people that are watching live, you can watch the video. If you're listening to the podcast, you can watch the video on our website. You can also join us for a live recording. Uh but we don't really know when those are gonna be. They're gonna change up in the off season. So follow us on Twitter for updates on the live shows and how to I, join. I think, I think we're
3: feeling stuff. Sunday right now. That's like the We are feeling the, Sunday, yes. That's we're feeling I mean, that isn't that isn't a commitment. I'm just but if you happen to be free on a Sunday and we happen to be recording, then you could listen. Sundays,
2: I think, would work pretty well. And, you know, start the week off. Yeah, We don't have to rush home from work. I mean, because right now, you know, we rush home from work. We have an hour and a half to rewatch the show, make dinner, inject our cat with insulin, feed the cat, <laughs> feed the fish and record <laughs> so so we'll it's, see it's a lot to cram
1: it'll be we will see how that goes but stay tuned uh there's also not talk of glee chaining its time slot which could always happen but um, I mean, we'll they would—they wouldn't be—they would not be talking
3: fall TV lineup already, would they? No,
1: so it would come later. Later in the summer, we would find out if they're going to change. Yeah, I feel like song. that's like but, July news. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, they are picked up for two full seasons though, so we have that to look forward to at least. But uh, but yes, Jennifer and I are on vacation. We leave for uh New York Yuck. tomorrow. If you have recommendations on things we should do in New York, you should email us. Uh, we are going to try to see Listener Cat. Uh, so yes. that would be fun. The songwriting cat. So, um, we will, uh, I will be in touch with you. Uh, songwriting cat. And we'll figure out what's going to happen. But, uh, are you, you
3: going to film, uh, you should film a lip sync version of I love New York,
1: New York, New York. No, and- uh, <laughs> I'm, we're going to, I'm going to have Jennifer walk around and sing roots before branches. And, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Gonna- And but we're only going to do it like they did it in the show where you can see extras walking right next to each other. And at the corners of the frame, you just see crowds of people going, what
4: are they doing? What's going on? Is that the girl from the TV show?
1: So that'll be epic. Uh, And then a whole you'll also see a whole bunch of people on the other side of the screen going, what's this song? So. There's also that, Uh, but we have come together tonight to discuss All or Nothing, the finale of season four, the new season one. Ed, I'm going to ask you right now, you have now seen all of season four. You have spent 22 episodes with the um, 2.0s, which are not the 2.0s, they're the new class. And uh, you've spent a lot of time in New York. And I'm going to ask you before we talk about specifically this episode... Season four was it for you? Truly, the new season one. For for
3: se- season four, in my opinion, redefined what Glee could be
1: for longevity. And it, how so? Elaborate. I need I need to understand
3: because, what you mean. Because season one was the, the the musical comedy for the underdog and everyone. Okay. That was se- That was season one. Season four is a teen drama with comedic elements that also has songs
1: (laughs) interesting so you're saying that the show i guess from what you're saying i think uh the show became more general for you like season four said
3: this because you can't be underdogs forever that's like against being an under like that isn't possible gotcha like so I mean, they're national champions. They can't and Sue can't be against them all the time. So they're just they're just living their teen lives, and there's some drama with some self-aware comedy and some some uh, some valid points about like bullying and and all these other hidden messages they try to throw in there. And they did a very good job of not being heavy-handed, but still mentioning some of the issues and. And their songs to connect to, to to like so you could to me the songs are more of more of like an archive like when I listen to the song I can think of the episode and just like it's like an archive of that moment of that episode of the feelings the characters are feeling so it's it's it just it in the in the sense season four is the new season one in the sense that season four is the season one of what I think Glee, the blueprint of what Glee should be if it wants to last for 20 plus seasons.
1: Okay. Um, Interesting. So you're saying that season four is the season where they stopped making it specifically about self-acceptance and they made it a more generalized teen drama with musical elements. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Um, Okay, well, I guess the only th- the only thing I really have to say to that is I never would have watched a teen drama about musical elements. I think the magic of season one was the underdog story, and that the thesis statement, which really did last at least the first two seasons, about self acceptance is really the- why we all were attracted to the show in the first place.
3: You're, you're definitely
1: right, but they you like
3: imagine imagine yourself as the writers. You can't. You can't have them like constantly be achieving higher and higher things, like regional wins, sectional wins, and then national wins, and, and, and like still be perceived as underdogs. It's just not possible. Well, it's not so much
1: underdogs as much as it's self acceptance. It, it's that the first season was about your you don't fit in. You're not one of the cool kids. No matter how hard you try, the I mean, popular still, kids still, are still going to disrespect. There's still elements you.
3: of that of acceptance. There's still elements of that.
1: Mm. Like, uh, Jennifer, how do you feel on this one?
4: Uh, <laughs> how do you
1: feel about so, season four as a whole? What was your read on season four?
2: Um, if if I had watched season four, only season four, I would never watch a show again. Um, I didn't feel the emotional connection to the characters. I felt that... It trivialized a lot of really important topics. And I feel like it was extremely disjointed. And for me, um, the music wasn't anything um, special that I connected with.
1: I do feel, I mean, that's an interesting statement. It definitely felt like the show became more aggressively chasing What's going to be the next number one hit on the radio? I mean, it's very especially radio. in season yeah. four, it, they it really took the heat or really took the focus off of bringing classic songs to a new generation, and really put the focus on like in this episode alone. Well,
3: it's because like, they, they got their head got inflated with "We Are Young." They did it. Yeah, and they did it. We a Are hit. Young. That's
1: true. They really yeah. did so, make it. So Are
3: so Young. they they were like, Well, we did it once. Let's do
1: it again. Yeah. That's a that's but, a very good point. I
2: mean, it just for me, I mean, other than a few standout moments, which I was happy happy to acknowledge and applaud when we saw them this season. There there were some really beautiful moments that stood out and have stuck with me, but On the whole, (laughs) I think it just, it didn't resonate with me the same way it did in previous seasons. And I think I finally decided last night that I'm just, I'm no longer going to grade the show on a curve based on what it was or could have been in years past. That's it. I mean, I have to, right now, I have to watch the show and critique it on its own merit as it stands now. Because other than a few characters... Who now are even you know or leaving or being <laughs> you know unceremoniously dismissed? There's really no connection, not in the name of the high school.
1: <laughs> oh, that you have no connection. <laughs> that that
2: too. have no connection to, or even the show at times. So I mean, I mean,
3: <laughs> yes. I feel like character connections are are so like it's like so like that that sort of stuff is like a personal. It's very subjective. Like, fl- Play, totally. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very subjective. I get like,
2: that. And the same thing with the so, music. And that's why I, I'm, I'm ready to say, you know, I will happily say that, you know, it just, it didn't work for me.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, it is suggestive, yes. Or is it subject, suggestive? It is subjective, <laughs> yes. It, it, it could be, be suggestive, subjective. yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the very. better moments. Uh, mm. It is subjective, yes. But at the same time, I do feel that the show made a better case for endearing you to, I mean, we've talked about this a hundred times, endearing you to the original cast more than they attempted to endear you to the new players. It was a lot easier. Hang on, Ed, hang on. It was a a lot easier to fall in love with um, the strange looking gay kid who was struggling for acceptance from his dad than it was to fall in love with a stunningly attractive, incredible singer whose mother was overweight like it was it was there's just no comparison there and that's being generous because that's more plot than we got it for writer um or so i'm just, just i mean name. i i do as much as i mean i have kind of come come around on the 2.0s and i feel like there are elements of the 2.0s that i do appreciate and i don't They they're not the vacuums that they were when they first started i do feel that the show didn't make a case for them the way that it really like just in the very nature of Mercedes being an overweight black woman in a mostly white school who has a crazy diva voice but doesn't want to admit it and is struggling to, you know, and is struggling for acceptance and wanting to be a diva, but also, you know, all of these things endeared us to her and her successes became our successes. And that's why we loved her. That's why we loved these characters because they were struggling all the time. And the struggles that Jake Ryder and uh, Marley really had in this season They weren't equivalent struggles. They weren't struggles that you could endear yourself to. It was hard to see my... Like, I could see myself so much in Finn and Kurt. And I really can't see myself in an incredibly attractive... uh, uh, Freaking ballet dancer with an amazing voice. Like, there's just no relation there. Even if he did come from a slightly bad family. I just can't relate to jake that way and so i do think like so so i'm i'm with you and i'm against you ed and i think that it really was the show just did not make a case for these 2.0s and if the next season starts and Marley's not there and jake is not there uh which i'm not saying they will but if that were to happen i don't think anyone would miss them and that's the struggle because i want to care about them nobody wants to care about them more than we do we watch the show every damn week <laughs> Twice. Uh, but I'm sorry, Ed. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, I think
3: the I totally understand the Glee writer struggles. There are many people out there totally. who love Rachel, Santana, Finn, Kurt. They there there are so many people who love them that they like. Well, we should keep them. So they kept them and ma- and made the and added the New York storyline. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they did a disservice to the 2.0s by not by by including them. It's like it's like people because then then people are watching the show being like, "Oh, I want I want my Britan, my my Santana, I want my Finn, I want my Kurt, I want my Rachel," as opposed to them coming to the show for Glee, they're coming to the show for characters. And so therefore the the 2.0s were unfortunately framed in a way that they were not like not as important as as the original cast members. Which is sort of true, but I don't know if it would have been as true if it was all William McKinley High School all season long. Like, let's say this, imagine the season minus the yeah. New York plot line. Would, would that have changed anything? Like, if if, they, if those characters were just gone. You mean the
1: 2.0s or the New York characters? N- the, the, the,
3: the, imagine, imagine, s- imagine season four was exactly as it was minus everything that happened in New York. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. I I think that... Would, it, would, it, would that have changed things? I think just them being gone would have changed things. I mean, well, of course, I'm not like change them for the better or what do you mean by change well, them? Well, I mean things. change in terms of the 2.0s wouldn't be looked at as secondary characters because they would be one of the 12 main characters cast members no i honestly i don't think i don't think that would have improved the 2.0s whatsoever if new york hadn't been there i really don't i think the issue with the 2.0s is that like well like let's compare writer right you when they cast blake off the glee project they had a whole field of people to pull off the glee project and who did they pick they picked a tall good-looking white dude who can sing pretty good, dance pretty good, and has a chest that, like, I would probably kill one of my three brothers for. Now, compare him, though, hang on, hang on, hang on. Compare him though to, like, Eileen, where they could have put in Eileen, who would have been a struggling uh, uh, Muslim girl coming into her femininity. They could have put in the girl in the wheelchair. They could have put in Charlie, who was wildly obnoxious, and yet when you put him on stage, he's incredibly talented, and he's insanely ADD. I mean, the, they could have put in the girl who kind of looked like a boy. They could have put in the uh, really cute girl that's now in the band with, with the other guy who uh, didn't know how sexy she was, but when she could turn it on, it was like mind-blowing. Like, these were all more interesting people than Jake Marley and Ryder. And I think that's the issue, is even if you took New York out of it and had entire episodes divided to Jake Marley and Ryder, it was the nature... It was their lack of conflict and their lack of struggle as characters within the Glee world. Those three characters on 90210 would have fit perfectly and it would have been amazing television to watch them on Gossip Girl. On Glee, they didn't fit. There, I'm, well, I feel like Ryder is the
3: one 2.0 that can't be judged as the same as the other 2.0s because he came from the reality show. Because, I mean... It's kind of Ryan Murphy's fault. Like it just straight up, right? Like there's no, but like, like you, like you can't blame writer for writer's fault. You, I blame Ryan Murphy. I blame Ryan Murphy for writer's fault. Well, we,
1: I mean, effectively, we blame Ryan, Brad, and Ian for everything because it is their. I mean, I really think I like. I think it would actually
3: been way more exciting for us. I don't know about the uh, the writers would have probably hated this if if Glee project was was um they chose the top twelve or. 13 and it was a uh, public vote i mean and then whoever they won they just had to like it's yeah, like american it idol whoever, win, whoever wins yeah. whoever wins they have to, they have to get the album so whoever won glee project they just they just have to make it work and <laughs> that would have been kind of exciting i mean for the for the writers it would probably be like ridiculously scary
1: but... <laughs> uh kathy in the chat room had nelly was her name yes. uh who's currently in a band with john or one of one of the writers or writer blake's friend on the show the really pretty one um he's in a band with nelly right now and and it's actually a sweet band they actually have some nice stuff i don't remember the name of their band i mean Um, I, I, i
3: i you're you're right in so many ways that these characters aren't the underdogs that we had in season one they aren't that's why i that's why i think glee redefined itself we rebranded it's not glee like this year's glee is not our the glee that that we originally fell in love with it's its own it's its own thing
2: right which again all i have to say for me if i had watched this as my first exposure to glee I, I never would have made it another
1: three years. We show up for the underdogs. That's what this show is like. I don't watch Nine Hundred Two and I I don't watch Gossip Girl. I do. I mean, yes, he does. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't watch teen shows because I don't really care that much. Oh, I, I do watch Secret Life of the American Teenage. That's true because <laughs> that shows bad shit crazy. <laughs> that shows insanity. i, I uh, that's the yeah. that's the craziest show on TV. But. I don't watch those shows because I don't want to watch pretty people struggling in lives that don't seem all that complex. But that's why we all showed up for the first season of Glee. And so for you to take, I mean, to me, Glee without the underdog element, Glee without the struggle that's just not glee to me and i think that's a struggle that i've had personally i mean a, a lot season. of people
3: a lot of people agree with you without question mm-hmm. i'm definitely in the minority without question
2: and you know what i i kind of envy you <laughs> cuz you don't regret you know the Michael the, is the 22 episodes the of. you know the the 44 hours well no plus podcasting they you know you don't regret those hours and I think last night I kind of got to the point where, you know, work is really stressful. I was trying to ship out some robots. Um, we're getting ready to go on vacations. We have to set the cat up and all these different things. And when I got taken out of my productive mode to sit down and watch this episode, I just kind of lost it. <laughs> I was so, I was just, I felt betrayed. So, um, yeah, that's, it was that's so it, it that's hard. So, so I'm crazy glad I watched it again.
3: Your reaction was.
2: I know. I was reading your comments I, on Facebook.
3: I, I watched and I was like, Uh-oh. it, and I I tweeted that I liked it. I and know. Then, and then the Twitter wars happened. And that's the
1: Twitter <laughs> wars. I,
3: I got home from the work. The Twitter wars it.
1: of 2013.
0: <laughs> I got
3: I got home. I was it like, could. okay, I'm gonna watch on it again because I'm because I was like, maybe maybe I'm missing something because like I I felt character development and I felt like all this like I liked the songs. I thought it was oh. all good. And what? then and then then the episode then I watched it again, I was like, No, I still thought it was good.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> well let's um let's listen to a song and then we'll come back and we'll actually talk about this episode, which we have I not really, yet done. We, we've, talked, we've
3: talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, well things. we've
1: talked about season four in general, but let's talk about this episode, you know, in its essence. Uh this is Hall of Fame, originally performed by the script and uh a really lousy producer who I don't like at all. But I really like this song, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Hall of Fame here, uh, performed by the Glee Club on the Gleevo
4: podcast. Yeah, you could be the greatest, you could be the best, you could be the King Kong banging on your chest, you can beat the world, you can beat the war, you can talk to God, go banging on his door, you can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock, yeah. you can move a mountain, you can break rocks. Be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself and you gon' find yourself Standing in the Hall of Fame you can walk straight through hell with a smile you can be a hero you can get the, gold. All the that never could yeah do it for your
1: uh yeah i don't like will i am that's what i was trying to get at um but i do really like this song uh this was hall of fame they really did we had what six songs in this episode uh jennifer you said you knew None of them no, except for a Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Connection. Connection, which is actually not that was one the of only the one I didn't know. Oh my gosh, punch yourself in the no, face! No, no, Ed, put your face on. Th-
2: no, you see, and that's why I'm you know, I'm stepping back a little bit here. And I just okay, so this isn't music that I'm that familiar with. And honestly, as I listen to all of these songs back to back to back to back. I felt like it was just one continuous thing. Like I, I didn't I didn't notice anything, especially when they're performed by, you know, glee clubs who, you know, they, they, they kind of have a similar tone and performance value to it. But um, so for me, the entire episode was a wash in anonymous music. So, so, but I I recognize that that's probably me.
1: I mean, I did I I I really liked the glee club songs. Um. And, and, well, let's, let's talk a little about uh, regionals. We did have regionals in this episode. Uh, the New Directions did win regionals in this episode. Um, and the thing about this episode for me, Ed, you had tweeted the finales. That you, you had tweeted a list of the finales, and you said your order of best to worst was first season... Uh, first season, third season, second season. No, no, first season, fourth season, second season, third season. And apparently, sure. you hated the third season finale. Which oh, God, that finale made me so incredibly angry. Oh, I that was the Rachel one, right? Yeah. Um, Rachel on a train. Well, yeah, for yeah. me, it, it was just <laughs> worth it to have that scene of Finn and Rachel. Was no, like, I, I, think I the watched best that episode season was like, what? Like,
3: I like, I was like, I don't care. I don't see. I I guess I was like you. Like, I
1: don't care about any of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, but one of the things I went back today after you said that, Ed, and I rewatched all three other season finales today. So today I watched all four season finales. One of the things that this one was really lacking was a theme. First season, we had that journey theme, and they did all the journey songs, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was this, like circular. It and closed up season exactly, one. Exactly. Exactly. And when they won, you knew why. Like, you could feel why. Or did, did they not win? They didn't they win. Lost, they, they lost. They them. lost. Which but is you,
2: crazy. You could tell, like, it felt
1: best. like they'd come to something. There was so much struggle leading up to, like, them just getting there okay. in season one. The season one finale was amazing. The second season, the 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 theme was original songs. And it really kind of brought that together. And it was really special to see the original songs and to see them together. And it was a really yeah, good struggle. Are, but they already,
3: they already did original songs. And those original songs weren't as good as the original original but it songs. Was,
1: but what I, all I'm saying, I'm not saying the quality of the songs. I'm saying that the theme of the performance was original songs. Now, in this one, I think one of the big struggles I had with regionals in this episode was there was no theme to their performance. Like, they did Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, which I really liked. They did I Love It, which I also really liked. And then they did All or Nothing, which was one of the worst songs ever put on paper. But there was no point to it. There was no unification to their performance. And I think that was a really big struggle for me that I just didn't really get what they were going for. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an album. It was a playlist. Um, Okay. That's uh I don't see the difference. Well, um
3: no, albums I, have albums have or should have coherent artistic messages. Mm-hmm. Playlists playlists are just songs you pick and put together. Okay.
2: And and I and I and I get the distinction, but I just don't understand the point. And especially because you know, we've been I say program, but you know, we've we've grown to expect a, a certain level of cohesiveness when it comes to this point. In their season, you know, I, I understand. Okay, so we're seeing this at the end of May, which we, we expect a graduation. It's not going to be there, so it's yeah, that was mid- really distracting. So it's mid season for them, but still, there's usually something they've usually built up to something that kind of. See, I I always feel like their themes together. are so
3: like flat and like I don't like like I I don't I I guess I don't I'm not I'm, my heart is never set in the themes because the themes like it doesn't
1: like they don't. They don't matter to me as much. But I mean, it's okay. Like, you Mm -hmm. keep talking about that you're trying to be a better writer. Everything needs to be something. Like, everything has to have a point. When you put, like, everything in the story from the very beginning to the very end needs Mm -hmm. to have a point, right? Like, otherwise you're wasting somebody's time. Mm, And in this episode, those three songs don't have a point they're just there and they're and they're fine and they're good and i had no problem with the songs that they chose but they didn't add up to anything so what's the point (laughs) like why didn't why did they they kept saying all or nothing you can't find three songs that at one point say all or nothing like you can't at least have three songs where the theme is all or nothing like that's not that complicated to come up with they had nothing to go together. Jennifer's, I think, trying to get me to calm down. I don't know what that means. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you're. Am I too passionate? There's <laughs> no such thing.
2: I mean, and you're. You know, you're. You're both defending your 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 points with you know support like I mean so you're you're not just saying oh I just didn't like it or oh it's stupid we are being
1: very specific tonight good on you Ed we are being very specific in our passion
2: (laughs) so (laughs) I I think I think it's fantastic but I just feel like you know I mean I think you both made your (laughs)
1: point okay let's yeah let's move on (laughs) you did Uh, get a little heated (laughs) let's talk a little bit about Ryder in this episode we did have Ryder's catfish was revealed it turned out to be unique and at this Uh, point I
3: saw his lip Quiver, I swear, his lip quivered. Okay,
1: carry on. Uh, Jennifer is going to open her envelope and tell us who she said the catfish was. And inside Jennifer's envelope is... Uh-oh. Jake. The wrong answer. Wrote, you wrote Jake? I did.
4: Wow. I thought
2: it was Jake. Okay. Why? Because, okay, so in in the, the school shooting episode, there were three <clears throat> things that happened that made me believe... In, even in this episode, made me still believe it really was Jake, and then we found out it really was unique. But, okay, first off, Jake was not phoning or texting anybody. Two, when they kept shooting, you know, when the when the phone was ringing and they kept shooting the, the image of Kitty's bag, we knew it wasn't Kitty, but we knew that was her backpack. But just behind it was an olive drab backpack. And I'm like, well, that's not Unique's backpack. <laughs> that's not um what's her face skinny one marley marley's backpack (laughs) i knew it wasn't a girl's backpack but they so i they kept making me think okay well it's in that other backpack because it's clearly not kitty and that later we saw that that was jake's backpack third thing school shooting everything's cleared the SWAT team comes in they're all safe they do this big group hug everybody puts their head down in a sigh of relief Jake is still just like looking straight ahead and then finally, kind of remorsefully, just puts his head down and sighs. So I'm like, it's him. It's clearly him.
1: Now, what do you think would have been Jake's angle were he the catfish? To. Secret crush. No, just to kind of.
2: (laughs) I think initially to mess with him because he kissed Marley. Oh, okay. But I think what would have come out of that is the realization that. He's got a really good friend there, and he probably didn't want to hurt him. And also, the reason I didn't think it was unique was the advice that um, Katie mm-hmm. was giving Ryder about how to handle unique. That so, is a very good point. Because that came from a very unemotional and unpersonal standpoint or non personal standpoint. Impersonal. impersonal standpoint. Thank
1: you. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's these, true.
2: These are the reasons. I, I really didn't. You.
1: Uh, you know, you, you know. For a
2: fact, I was wrong. Josh gets for, to hear this like twice a year, so here's
3: for the first. Fact, your storyline was better than Glee's storyline for the Catfish. Text, what, like, what did you think of? What did you think of Unique being the Catfish? I, I mean, mean
1: my, Unique was always in my top two. It was. It was to me. It was by far the most obvious choice, if not the only choice.
2: Well, the thing that I didn't also get and forgive my ignorance on this but okay unique has always identified herself as a woman she is a woman she performs as a woman and that's who she is in her soul but she's never once said that she liked boys or girls so i never assumed that it meant one or the other i just
3: I actually I, th- I thought they made a point at the end of was it the end of season three near the end where he's like he's like like identify myself as a woman that doesn't mean I'm gay or something like that, like she didn't, didn't... say
1: that's true. Oh, well, she did okay. say that she was pretty specific about that point, yeah, I mean, I yeah, just... for me, like the revelation of it being unique was just too obvious, and I guess a part of me, I mean unique as a character has always struck me as more confident than this and someone mm-hmm. who was prouder of who they were and of yeah. what they were trying to do, and that I felt that like unique would have owned up to it more. Uh, directly. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. If it was th- three episodes ago and unique came out and, and kind of gave the speech that she gave tonight. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, that was a very genuine speech and like, you know, I like you and mm-hmm. I wanted to get close to you and I thought this was the right way to do it, but I'm sorry. I guess. Yeah. I guess I would have believed it a little while ago. I don't know, but yeah, it felt a little too little too late to well, me. Well, I mean, the
2: whole the whole revelation was too little, too late. I mean, his freak out Oh, his freak out these, was absurd. After all these weeks. I kept I think like three times I looked at Josh, I'm like, "Is there a teacher in the room?" Yeah. And then finally they show Mr. <laughs> Schuster and he I'm was like, was just
1: standing there being like, "Dude, you're kicking stuff."
2: I'm like, "What the heck, Mr. Schuster? You time. should have said something."
1: <laughs>
4: so like
2: by the time it came out, I mean, it just it, it 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 just felt like, "Oh, you know, you just held on to this so that it could be in the finale." And it just, yeah, and I, and again, I feel like it was a bit of a disservice because I did, I, I agree with you. I think, I think what unique said in her justification of why she did it, you know, I, I get that. And I, and I feel for that.
3: But I, I, I totally like it believe just, it, like, but you're totally right. It should have been it should have been Jake because Marley yeah. pretending it was like was her would wow. have still made sense for
1: Marley protecting Jake. Oh, like,
2: absolutely, especially when so, he, when she stood up so and said it was I'm, me. I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold
1: on your story. Yeah. So, so thank I would have. So two ways I would have <laughs> changed it. Like uh, hashtag Glee hire Josh. Uh, two ways I would have changed it. One, I would have either had unique be the one who stands up and said it's me and then Ryder freaks out and they have all that stuff and then at the end of the episode marley comes over and goes actually it's me i have been in love with you i haven't had the balls to tell you and uh know. and i think that and that was another thing another problem i have with this episode watching the other season finales season one ended like I mean, season one is just season one. Like, I watched that season finale this morning, and I was crying. And I have not watched season one in years and i was literally crying crying watching an episode from a season i had to remind myself what was going on it was amazing season two ends on a well season one ends up on like you know beth walking away with shelby and no i'm not walking but shelby walking away with beth there were all these cliffhangers that really took out the seasons season three of course ends with Uh, Finn going off to the army, which was amazing. Like, all of these great cliffhangers. And so I really wanted that from this episode. I really wanted one of those big cliffhangers that was gonna, like, Bug oh, me I for I, I, months, want, I want to commend you know? them
3: for not having a cliffhanger. Why? Like, but oh.
1: that's what a season finale is. A season finale has to like sit in your head. That's why for six months and make true me want Blood. to come that's back.
3: That's why I got mad at True Blood because they're like always cliffhangered me, and then I stopped watching. I'm like, don't.
1: Well, don't. no, the problem with True Blood is that the cliffhanger doesn't show up until the last two minutes of the episode. So in True Blood, they wrap everything up, and then in the last two minutes, they go, ba-da! Like that's what they always do on Dexter. But a true cliffhanger. Is something that like develops over the course of the episode and then happens inside with you. I, I, th- I felt like. And
3: it's like festers. Like, so, like, I thought, like, see, I felt cliffhangers in terms of like, oh, well. What's gonna to happen to Glee Club when they need to compete at nationals I and mean, they're gonna be short? Bring in Ryder.
1: Oh, like, well, they would have needed to say that. I mean, that's a pretty. Obs- they they pull no, new people I, to the club all the time.
3: I'm <laughs> not reading into it. Brittany says I'm going. They accept MIT. I'm leaving now. And Ryder's like, I'm not joining Glee Club. They that they said both those things. So I was like, well,
1: well, fun. yeah, but they also had uh, Joe and Sugar showed up out of nowhere, so they don't worry too much about meeting the 12 person requirement. But I just so I think that would have been an interesting twist. I think another great cliffhanger at the end of the episode would have actually been Ryder going to unique and saying, I'm willing to give this a shot. Like, I think that would have been a really interesting development. It would have come totally out of nowhere and been unbelievable. But there's a there is a world in which Ryder could have gone with an open heart and been like, you know what? I've spent this whole season telling people that I was growing, I was changing, and that I was opening myself up to to the to being open-minded. This is the ultimate expression of my attempt at being open-minded. If the last shot of the episode was Ryder leaning in to kiss unique, we would have been talking about it for six damn months, man. Like September would be rolling around and nobody would miss the season premiere of Glee to see how that ended. That would be amazing. Instead, I really could not care. i I mean that would have (laughs) that would have warranted the whole waiting
3: for because i do agree a lot with a lot of the points you made about how they they totally drug drug out the catfish but if but if they did what you said (laughs) that would have that would have like warranted
1: it i guess (laughs) that would have been crazy fans. let's take a listen to uh i love it uh here on the uh podcast this is the glee club this was their second performance i I think i think what i okay
3: to defend, to de- like just oh, some small point about defending okay. their song choices. Uh, to me, the the excitement with competitions now, as I as I echoed before, is I'm I'm like just surprised on who's gonna do the songs. Like that that is a level of excitement that that I get out of it.
1: Oh, like which character is gonna do the like, lead?
3: Yeah, like that's just like hmm.
1: something that I personally
3: get out of it. So that's,
1: all right, well let's take guys. a listen to I Points. love it. This is originally performed by Iconopop Uh, a British group here on the Gleeful Podcast. See, I like this totally works for me, except that it's the freaking theme song to the Wow and Snooki TV show. But um, other than that, I, this. Uh, song I, I, how do you I know so that? Fun. I don't know that.
3: How do you These know that? These are just that?
1: things I know.
3: See, I
4: think it's a fun
2: song. And if I was in a club, I'd have a lot of fun. But I. It doesn't. It Again, it just doesn't resonate with me other than it's just, <clears> you know, some sort of
1: if it was a part of chanting anthem i really think that if it was a part of two other songs that you cared more about this would Mm. be a nice like moment in the middle yeah Yeah, this would be a nice bridge and i and honestly honestly like if it was hall of fame and then this song and then a better song to like wrap up the number i also think that would have worked like something to kind of drive the point home instead like we had all or nothing. Well, I I just
3: cool. thought they should have won, honestly. I thought Me Freedom too.
4: America-
1: yeah, I didn't I thought they got blown yeah. out of the water.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought uh what, what are the, the Hoosier daddies? Oh, the Hoosier, Hoosier daddies. daddies. Yeah. yeah
1: absolutely.
4: And that's, daddies, And I was again, like, I liked like, I like Clarity
3: it. about Like, like song. Clarity and yes. Wings. Yeah. It was like yeah. like it was strong. Mm-hmm. I was I was excited about the performance and I I enjoyed I enjoyed I love it, but it wasn't special. Yeah. I thought Hall of Fame was their most special song of their set. And I was like, wait, when it started with Hall of Fame, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then I thought I love it was okay. I I mean, I enjoy, I like the song, but I didn't think it was like in terms of competition performances. Mm -hmm. I was like,
1: I like it, really. I don't know if I love it.
2: Yeah, and Who's Your Daddy had just really tight choreography. I mean, yeah, they were yeah, like, just like, uh, on fire. But the competition
1: always has tight choreography because they're just dancers. <laughs> they just, they're well, just I mean, but... They,
4: but, but I dancers, mean, yeah. they
3: they in dancers, the, You know what it would have... You know something I really liked about the season two sectionals? Even though you hated on it, but I think you probably would appreciate it in comparison was, like, they had that... Um, that that, that do du- that duet competition or that duet competition translated to Quinn and Sam doing Yeah I've had the time And like and wasn't there some there must I, I'm trying to I know there was a competition at some point this season. And if that would have yeah. translated to to a them getting a number, that would like that would have been cool.
1: It all oh, comes did, down did. to we want to see the evolution. We want it to add up to something, yeah. and the, the that the these three numbers didn't add that up they to. didn't pick up a winner for, they could have picked yeah. a winner. Yes, that's
4: exactly. It.
1: That make that something. There you go. Well, uh, so one of my other huge complaints about this episode was uh, that I felt that even though it was a season finale. The resolutions to the plot lines, the, the, the resolutions we got were for plot lines I didn't care about. And one of the big ones, which we didn't even really get a resolution to, was Blaine proposing to Kurt, which popped up randomly in the last episode out of freaking nowhere. So now Blaine's going to uh, propose to Kurt. We get a five minute scene with Meredith Baxter and Patty Duke, which has nothing to do with anything. And it really made, for me, it made this episode feel like a mid-season episode where we bring in two characters we've never met before, and then we have a long conversation with them. I thought thought that scene was so sweet, though. It was a very sweet episode, or it was a very sweet moment, but what did it have to do with anything?
2: Well, I mean, to me, yes, it was... It was a very sweet moment, and it was nice I think it was it was, oh. it, was it was i think it was really wonderful for you know Curtin Blaine to see you know a long term loving gay relationship, which is something you know you know they're figuring it out on their own like they haven't had these role models or these influences in their lives growing up, so I thought it was really sweet, but unfortunately, like the whole scene kind of read like a um Like a gay marriage PSA. Oh, it felt very
1: much like that random gay marriage PSA in the middle of the uh, Rent movie.
2: Right. But the thing is, I mean, and I I don't think the show has ever shied away from, you know, making it known where they stand on that. So, I mean, I totally support it. And I'm sure many of the viewers do. Um, And it's just it's not that I don't care about that. But I care more about Blaine and Kurt. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen them talk about their relationship and, and share more of their stories together, more of their experiences. And, you know, even in the jewelry store, when Patty Duke asks Blaine, well, you know, tell me about your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, you know, he's really great in this and that. And then she just goes on. And and it's it, again, I, I understand them wanting to, you know, to show them that it can work. In, in, you know, 30 years ago, they had more struggles and more hurdles than, you know, Blaine and Kurt will ever have. But I just felt like, well, if we're supposed to be rooting for these two over here, why don't you just, you know, give a little bit more substance to, you know, what you're setting up?
1: Yeah, I think if this was like if you flipped blaine's episode last episode and this episode so if last episode blaine met patty duke had dinner with some you know gay role models and really got to see what gay marriage looks like in the real world um which i mean you know everybody who listens to this show is hip and plugged in and awesome but a lot of people have never seen that before, you know, and that's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, as Jennifer knows, my uh, gay neighbor or my neighbors growing up were a lesbian couple that have been together for 100 years. So like, mm-hmm. but most people I don't think have actually seen what that looks like and that it looks like everything else and that it's not a big deal. And so to put that last episode and then this episode to have Blaine go to Bert and say, I want to propose to Kurt. And Bert says, you're crazy. And then Blaine does something, which still does it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it still, still, does, more does, than just hold still box. does it. Or... Yeah does something else but blaine ended up doing nothing which is kind of the first rule of season finale is you don't do nothing in this you got to do something see, yeah, see, I, thought, see,
3: I saw that as cliffhanger like i was like so <laughs> now that blaine has this information what will he do in season but five? it's
1: just information like what if blaine got on one <laughs> knee and said i need to ask you a question that's a cliffhanger own-
3: See, I tell myself my own stories. I think is is, is is the problem. Like they present me information, and then I tell my my own story in my head, and then I enjoy. It. I see the thing is, I've already planned out, plotted out season five from the project from the information I've received this episode. So, so season five is season five is a new season four.
1: Oh god!
3: Oh, I, god. Mean,
1: well, yeah, I
3: mean, I mean, that was
1: that was the closest we got to a cliffhanger in this episode, like by a lot, huge margin. the thing is,
3: there's there's a lot of little things, and and that I guess I just I just I I guess I just extrapolate and I just go with like yeah. my my like during those commercial breaks I'm. I'm I'm going I'm I'm, I'm going off like season five is done. I'm in season six land.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, and I agree with Josh. Like, it's only a cliffhanger if there's actually a question as to what's going to happen. So the cliffhanger we get is, well, is he going to ask him? Well, yes, he's going to ask him. The real cliffhanger would have been like, is Kirk going to say yes?
1: He well, yeah, the no. Box in his
2: hands. The thing he is, it's it like sectionals. It's in it. It's in. He's like hiding it behind his back.
1: A question. I, a a like, cliffhanger is: Will X happen or will Y happen? It is: Will Kurt say yes or will Kurt say no? It. It, it is not. Is he going like, to ask him
2: or not? Is
1: he going to ask him or not? And then is Kurt going to say yes or is Kurt going to say no? Like, there's way too many questions there, yeah. and so it's not a cliffhanger. It's just kind of like meh. I mean, honestly, I'll be totally honest. The second that camera pulled out and we saw the key box, my thought was Darren Chris isn't going to be back next season. That, my thought was this is their <gasps> out. So oh. if they can't, if they end with Darren Cr- with Blaine on his knee saying, Kurt, will you marry me? And then Kirk gets all misty, but his lip is trembling. And then we fade to black. Then we have to have Darren Chris next season or there's no show. And so to me, this was the, this was the producers saying, well, if we can't get Darren Chris back for another year, we've got an out. And yeah. I guess I kind of felt that a lot, a lot of stuff in this episode. Like, like you had made a great comment Ed, where if this episode was the last time we ever saw Lima, Ohio,
3: this actually would work. yeah,
1: and I totally agree. Like it would work. That you could t- like you can't cut Rachel off, but you know I think the producers have have shown that they don't think there's a show without Leah Michelle, so. You can't cut racial off, and so they really did. They tied up Emma and Will, like they kind of left Ryder and Unique out in the open. But who the really, you know, if they disappeared tomorrow, I don't think anyone would really care that much. Well, oh, they when, they, cut, when they when they when they join Niaata in season seven, exactly. they just love it as a proud gay couple. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and you know, Blaine's <laughs> going to go to Niata next season, though. Well, I mean, the only way, the only tie they have to Lima, Ohio in season five, like ab- like that, they have to have Lima, Ohio in season five is the fact that technically it's still like january on the show
2: yeah and they have to (laughs) they should show them graduate
1: yeah so i I don't know
2: i mean i I,
3: as as i tweeted i was like i was like they're wrapping too many storylines up too neatly and and in in next season could be just new york and as as a lover of the 2.0s
1: i was very sad
3: it's yeah. like no it was not my kitty i need my cat
1: that's the thing like i'd <laughs> hate to see kitty leave because at oh. least she's she's fun to have around and she might put that cat suit on again but i mean like um... sue like sue's technically the problem is everyone's in a good place sue's technically in a good place yes. i'm rolling
2: my eyes
3: like
1: right writer
3: and writer and unique are the only one who who aren't in a good place but they but
2: yeah, but you got the... You, but, I mean... The, it, was you okay. it, was, it was implied that they're going to be okay. It was it was implied that they're going to be okay when at the end of the song, yeah. they were so caught up in the moment, they hugged, but then they kind of pulled away. So, yeah. I mean, you can tell... You know, this is going to blow over. There's... It's going to take a little while, but, I mean, you can, you can tell that there's enough of a foundation there. And, you know, like it or not, they're connected, so... Well, I uh, think that's, you know, let,
1: let's listen to let's listen to one more song and then we will come back and we have two more plot lines to discuss and uh, then we'll listen to some voicemails.
2: I still have two and a half pages of notes. I
1: know you need to read them. Uh,
2: uh, we kind of talked about that
1: one. OK, <laughs> here's uh This is all or nothing. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this song when we come back. If nothing else, this episode has given us a lot to discuss, which oh. for a podcast is not bad. Here's a bit of all or nothing on the Gleeful Podcast. Thing, um that to me was
2: uh that's gonna be in the head my head the rest of the night thanks a lot for nothing uh, what does that say what hole has Derek kept her in
1: oh sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> another Jennifer story had the greatest Facebook post ever um not me uh, this, this song friend. the only comment I have on this song is if they wanted to make it read like it was written by a 17 year old girl in her diary they got that right <laughs> well
3: that that's when I was listening to this song I was like I believe this is Marley's song. yes, yes. I listen. Oh, so, totally. So, so I guess that's, that's good. That's, uh, in- I mean, but I mean, she's the one who wrote it. Yeah, right? but, but totally,
2: Blaine <laughs> outsung her on this. So I was, oh, I yeah. felt a little bad for her. It's not her well, best performance.
3: Some people are Cara Diaguardi, and some people are not. Like, <laughs> some people Ouch. are Sleeky on. Well, probably. no, but I if, mean, <laughs> we've seen
2: better performances by Marley. I just feel bad that this was not one of them. True. Which is well, also she, why I was kind she, of She doesn't know how to
3: write for her own
1: voice. There you go. Uh,
3: <laughs> well,
1: Taylor um, Swift knows how to do
3: that. Carry on.
1: Uh, so I could not have cared less about the Britney plot in this episode. The, the struggle I have with the Britney plot, I mean, Besides you know. the baby bump? Yeah, besides the incredibly (laughs) poorly hidden baby She looks
2: so good, though. She Um, looks amazing.
1: I mean, I don't think Heather Morris is a particularly great actress, so I found that kind of distracting. Um, And, uh, you know, in large part, like, I just didn't think it was a particularly interesting plot line. I don't know. I just didn't really care.
2: Well, I mean, the thing is, we have established this. This is like the third episode that has addressed the fact that she's some sort of, you know, accidental genius. We get it. But for them to dedicate so much time, you know, at Harvard, it's kind of like, okay, oh, sorry, MIT. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Harvard. I mean, sorry, MIT. Um, (laughs) It just, it just, it seemed, it seemed unnecessary. I mean, again, I'm definitely holding this episode to a higher standard because it's supposed to be a finale. And... Even if it's not a finale in the you know, the calendar year for the kids, it is for us. So Well
1: it's also a performance or it's also yeah. a competition show. Like those have always been Glee's tent poles for yeah. finales and competitions.
2: Yeah, so it, it definitely didn't live up to that and and it was it was, you know, her 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 freak out, her breakdown. I mean the stuff with Santana was fantastic. I mean, like Santana coming in yes. and just being, you know, her touchstone and, and bringing her back and being the one person totally. that she could you know, open up to and, you know, get all her crazy out. I think that was fantastic. But the rest of it I just felt like it was so distracting. And all I kept thinking it was so so over the top and so distracting that all I kept thinking was, is Heaven Morris leaving the show for good? Like it was it was that level of over the top. Because I, mean, I don't remember even last year during graduation anybody getting that emotional.
1: It's worth noting that Ian Brennan did write this episode and Ian Brennan has been madly in love with Heather Morris since the first time I've ever seen him talk. Is he the baby daddy? Uh no. Oh. Um but <laughs> but he like every time I've seen Ian Brennan talk, he raves about Heather Morris's yeah. acting, which I don't agree with. Um and her performing, which she is a wonderful performer. Um I, I just don't yeah, it it felt done and it felt overdone at the same time. And uh yeah, it didn't it just didn't work for me at all. And I didn't quite know how I was supposed to feel about her being some kind of idiot savant. Um, Like, it wasn't really she, I guess it was kind of her finding her own power or finding what she was good at. But it wasn't a choice she made. And things happening to characters that, you know, that aren't their choice just feels kind of hollow. Well,
2: yeah, it was it was kind of like, you know, somebody told she told her she was stupid all those years ago. So she believed it and she acted it and now all of a sudden somebody's telling her she's smart and it's again she's just miraculously mm-hmm. lucid and and sharp <clears throat> and you know I mean yes obnoxious but you know I mean she did not show any signs of the dim-witted uh, childlike logic that you know Brittany that of the Brittany, past yeah. exactly so it was yeah. it was hard to swallow and it was just like it, it was so over the top again I just it took me out of it and made me think, okay, the character, uh, the actress is leaving the show and that's it.
1: I, well, I mean, I feel like they needed some kind of a goodbye because it is a season finale. And so that kind of worked. It felt to me kind of like I, I, I compared it to Puck's leaving in season three. Not leaving, but when he graduated in season three, as much as it came out of nowhere, the concept of Puck... Being this character at the end of season three who had always kind of had the same thing. People had told him he was stupid. He believed them. And at mm-hmm. the end of season three, he found the strength to overcome those opinions and to do the the homework and to graduate high school. But he and worked that, at to it. Me, but exa- exactly. <laughs> he made a choice. He made an effort. And he worked at it. And he succeeded. And so we got to see... Puck as a character kind of come into his own, and that was powerful. Whereas in this case, Brittany was just kind of deigned good, like you're, you know, you're special. And so when she was freaking out about going to MIT, I didn't really get why she was freaking out because she didn't really, I, I don't know. It, it, I just, yeah. I, it just didn't work for me because
2: it wasn't, it wasn't uh, a struggle or a conflict within her.
1: Hmm yeah 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 exactly and and i mean it does i mean i understand yeah like she's gonna have to go away for a little while she's gonna have the kid she might not want to come back right after the kid i certainly can't go back into the cheerios uniform so you know it's i I, I, like i kind of get the angles but it didn't feel warranted to what it actually was ed Brittany, in this episode how did you what did you think see
3: i i saw everything everything you said i saw as a is like a multi-part cliffhanger like cuz cause cause now now she's going to be over in the east coast and that could lead to future Britannia-ness. i mean <laughs> like she at the end like the la- like the, the one of the last scenes if not the last scene she and Brittany walking away Yeah, and then and that and was then really Brit-
2: sweet and tender and i loved that they didn't say anything like i love that britney was just sitting there Santana walks up, puts out her hand and they walk off together and like that moment was really the, sweet
3: it was really sweet and i uh, see I don't know I guess I I'm I just read into things so I felt I felt cliffhanger I felt cliffhanger it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't hit your hit you over the head cliffhanger yeah but it was a cliffhanger in like to
1: me. But what was the cliffhanger? Like what? What like, well, was like, the what, question? What is their What is their future? Like, but it, that's every episode. Like it no, wasn't specific no, enough. No, it's like it calls into question
3: because because as far as we were concerned until this episode, mm-hmm. Benny was still going to finish high school, and that was and then and then the question was. But now we're going to have five or who knows how many episodes before graduation? Perhaps the entire season five, <laughs> and 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 that's going to like that calls into question what does one do in between that January to May period when when they're when they weren't even when when they weren't even at the same at the place of even discussing their position in relation to each other until May. So I uh, you, you you want to say that you agree with me on some level, but you can't because you don't. Well no, I-, I
1: don't I don't yeah, I just don't I just don't think that, like, I, you know, I can just tell you, you know, that on one hand, it wasn't a finale. Like, that wasn't what I, I, that isn't going to stick with me for six months. That's what it is. I mean, let's be honest. Like, let's, like, think of the great finales for you. Like, for me, the great finales of television were... Finn saying, I'm breaking up with you and I'm going into the army because I love you and you have to do this on your own to be successful. That was a great finale moment. I spent six months thinking about what was going to happen there. The end of Season 2 of Lost, which I will maintain until the day I die, is the greatest season finale in the history of television. Season 2, I, I waited... With bated breath for nine months. I remember how long it was. That's how good it was. Nine months before season three of Lost started. I thought about that show every single day because the season finale was so good. And what's going to happen between Britannia... Given the information I got in this episode is not going to enter my mind a single time between now and September. It and I want it to
3: it, it probably will a single time because I'll, <laughs> I'll put I'll put it there. I'll no. I'm gonna put my drones top on, on you. Uh, no, he's
2: he's still <laughs> running Quintana in his head, so he doesn't need to, no. you know.
1: It's all Fayberry in my head. <laughs>
2: so. well I mean the thing. Okay, but even this show, like, you know, uh the mid-season break of, you know, spring of last year when Quinn had her accident. Like to me, like that was that was a long 4 weeks waiting for that show to pick up again. Mm-hmm. Because I totally. really wanted to know what was going to happen. And yeah, there's nothing here. I mean, if we hadn't already heard that they had two more seasons greenlit, I would just assume the
1: show was done
3: see i i I mean they probably possibly they wrote this episode defensively possibly
1: but i mean the great like i don't know like if you go back and watch babylon 5 which i don't recommend but it is a great show um (laughs) jms used to always say in your season finale your season finale should end in such a way where no one would dare not pick you up again like you ended in such a way where if you didn't get picked up even people that don't watch the show would be disappointed. And this was not that episode. This was a really nice mid season episode. I really think it was, if this season came up mid season or if this episode came up mid season, like if this was the sectionals episode, I, that's fine. Like I would have no problem. This was, I mean, if you want to be, if you want to hold my feet to the fire, this was not the worst episode all season for me as an episode, as a finale. It was the worst episode of that ever. I mean, that's the hard thing. Like, that's what finales are. Finales are not just another episode. And that's why they're usually great. You know, that's why you get the best people to write and direct them. And this episode was written by Ian, who is not the best writer on the show, and directed by Bradley Buker, who is not the best director on the show. The other season finales were either written by... Uh, brian or brad so you know there's just i I'm, you you, know... you, you
3: the, a point that you made in there was that finale should be somehow special yes and and i understand that logic completely but i think about my favorite my favorite shows i i don't think like like it doesn't i want every episode to be good like yeah. I like yeah, I did, did, and did. I'm okay <laughs> and I'm okay and in those shows I'm okay with the finale just being good because it's still good.
4: Yeah. So guess, yeah. Well I, I'm not so, okay
3: so, with
1: anything just being good. I mean like, like I mean there's like, other but, stuff like to
3: watch. So, like if, yeah. if I watch if I watch it and I, it and I enjoy it and I enjoy it and I like wanna rewatch it at some point, that to me is good. Maybe not great, but
1: good. And I don't know. I don't like. <laughs> yeah. maybe like I Down feel that understand that we love you to pieces, Ed, and I hope you don't think that we are attacking. No, 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 you no, no. no it's just no, oh, it's just
3: a difference yeah. of opinion. Yeah, that's I, I, all. I'm just trying to understand why I love it and why, <laughs> I, why I feel I feel very alone, but not not definitely not just you guys. Like Down Nabby, for example, I don't feel like their finales are well. Oh, unfortunately. don't unfortunately. even don't
2: know. Well, Josh hasn't seen it, but don't even talk about season no. three.
3: Okay, finale. unfortunately, season three's finale. Don't Josh did, hasn't seen it. Was cliffhangery? Was cliffhangery? That's all I'm saying. But in general, I didn't feel like the the other season finales were that cliffhangery, and and that's and that's kind of why I I, I guess I I guess I don't like. Well, okay, so here's here's the thing I don't though. like. I don't like dangling modifiers. I want I want to be given information. I want to figure yeah. out. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't. Okay, so th-
2: <laughs> the the other thing that I think that will help us identify why we fall so differently on this discussion is that we really like. Sp- we really like surprises. We don't like spoilers. And you're fine with the spoilers. Like, you're, you're fine if you read ahead what the point. songs are. And you're fine if you know who's going to well, be the guest stars. It, is, and it isn't about
4: what happens.
3: It's about how it happens. Yeah. That's how but I, the, that's thing how is, I
2: the how isn't even working for me on this show right now. So if it had, like, the how, I might be able to, to support that. And... So, I mean, I, I, I like a bit of a mystery. I like a little bit of something to give me something to look forward to. And in down Abbey, yes, it does not have like crazy cliffhangers like, will they, won't they, blah, blah, blah. But what they do have, what they do leave you with are great moments that make you think, oh, wait, I'm going to miss this. Even if it's a really sweet, you know, very definitive moment, like at the end of season two, which okay, we're not talking about, which, <laughs> you know, so we know what's going to happen. I was mm-hmm. still looking forward to it, even though we were told what was going to happen. I still loved the characters and loved their story enough to want to come back to them. So I think mm-hmm. that's you know, oh damn, well, I can't believe that's... it's like
3: eight more months for that. <laughs> and uh, you know... I, I I just don't like surprises. I guess I'm, I, oh, I I love I, surprises. I no I because I, I, if because if if I'm sup like I feel like a good show. And a good anything wouldn't surprise me. It'd be like, oh, I maybe I didn't get the information that I should have to get this to get this conclusion.
2: Well here's the thing.
3: But but now that I know the conclusion, I can now see the information that was given to me and how I should have came to that.
2: Okay. (laughs) Well you see, I'm not a writer and I've I've never tried to be. And if I'm watching something and I can predict you know the outcome or i can predict the joke or i can predict you know like who done it i think that's lazy writing because i'm not a writer and as a viewer I, I i want a little bit of a challenge i want a little bit of a surprise element i want a little bit well i want, me, I, I I want to be a i don't want to just be like fed i guess i want stuff. to be a
3: surprise when it happens but then i want but then at the same time the second the surprise is like the second the revelation occurs I wanted it to be completely logical. I'm like, 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 unique. Like, like, I was still on the fence on kitty, unique, beast mm. for the catfish. And the second, the second it was revealed that it was unique, it was completely logical. So, like, I just, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I am crazy
1: and I am.
4: You're not crazy.
1: There are
3: plenty of no, people that agree. No, to. no,
1: there aren't. No there are art, no, they're
4: art. No, well, they're
1: art. <laughs> Do do we even need to talk about Rachel? There's really nothing to say about Rachel. That She's was such crazy. an odd plight line to just like throw out She's... in the first five minutes and never come back to.
3: I mean they I thought it was I mean it was it was Rachel. She sang well. Yeah, yeah she sang well. well. I mean, it was a
1: boring number.
3: I
2: well, the thing is, I didn't, I didn't like it because to me it was just like every American Idol, yeah. you know, song where I mean, it's like two it wasn't minutes build up of buildup, one note.
3: Like, don't stop <laughs> believing. The special, yeah, yeah exactly. And if, she if she would have, she would have, okay, for fact, for fact, if she would have went in there and sang Run Joey Run, they would have <laughs> been talking about it. For the record, for yeah. the record, yeah, she would have
2: so gone down as the girl who so threw her true. own audition. Yeah, I just that grew- might be
3: true too. But we would be discussing <laughs> oh. it as opposed oh. to
1: you know yeah. that's amazing. Like uh, th- I just one felt like that, it was
2: dismissive. I mean that yeah. that that hurt my feelings. They should. I mean, because you yeah. never heard her talk about We'd it. We spent a
1: lot of time on that plot line in the last couple episodes to just and it see just, her. Yeah. N- well, that's, like, that's 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 did see. Nothing. That's why
3: we know. Because of that, we know New York is definitely coming back.
1: Oh yeah, no question,
3: no question. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, well, like, like, let, imagine, imagine for thirty seconds. Okay, that next season, next season, Glee is the Hoosier Daddies, and they just like they're like, they just like forget everything. This is this is our new cast <laughs> and Jessica Sanchez is a star. Like, like, and like, they're the underdogs. They just lost. And for whatever reason they could get into nationals because of, because the, like, imagine that, like that, 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 I mean, Glee has, has been for no reason stuck in William McKinley high school. Glee is just about bringing wow. joy to your life.
1: It, Opening well, yourself up to joy. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. Wait a second. That's Jessica Sanchez from American Idol. Yeah,
1: correct. Oh, yeah, I, we didn't even talk what, about her. What is that? What is that? What I, is that? No, I, I. I thought she was horrible. I do not like her. No,
2: I. I liked her. I was shocked that I didn't get that. That was her. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't remember her at all. Well,
1: we didn't watch that season.
2: I know, so. but I had seen her yeah. enough, and anyhow. Yeah, I mean, so. if it
1: was she looks, wise,
3: I mean, she looks like her. She great. sounds like her. I mean, oh, she, yeah, can't, she couldn't act eyes. any worse than she was. She
2: played herself. Oh, no. I thought she was fantastic. <laughs> I Again, I I was shocked when Who's Your Daddies didn't win.
1: I mean, they, they should have won. <laughs> they should have right? won. Uh, and the only other thing I have really note I have on this episode was, and there, we, this isn't really something you're going to discuss on a podcast, but the director was on drugs in this episode. There was insane camera moves in this episode and like crazy stuff happened yeah. like with the camera and out of focus and people talking and I don't know what the heck was going on in it. And there were actually people were just mentioning in the pot in the chat room to give yeah. credit where credits too. That was insanity the stuff. I did think I did think
3: um during the beginning of the scene of Blaine and Tina at the ring shop, which was an awkward scene and for not that the Tina Blaine interaction there was awkward.
1: It <laughs> was awkward.
3: I, I, thought the mixing on their their speaking voices was weird. Maybe it, it was it, just rushed. Maybe this yeah. was just a rushed. I, it felt okay. There was a lot of stuff happening, but it was a lot of it was rushed. <laughs> that, yeah. that I definitely felt. I definitely felt like it. It wasn't produced well. Yeah,
2: yeah there was the the scene when the uh when they're performing at sectionals and Brittany is now coming down from the back of the auditorium but all you're seeing is the back of santana so the camera's focusing on the back of santana but then you kind of see you know kurt is behind her so then she kind of goes in and out of view and you see from the you know the, the point of view of the person walking down the stairs i'm like this is really menacing. It's like somebody's coming down the <laughs> stairs and going to stab this person in the back and then to turn around and see that it's Brittany. I'm like, oh, okay, that was just <laughs> there were there were a few moments I mean I don't notice it near as much as Josh does, but like that was just
1: there was some stuff. to me and you uh, just showed
3: <laughs> me and there's one thing to say about these past two episodes they have
1: Fueled, lethal podcast. <laughs> yes, they have. I know. Well, the thing is, I that feel is like we true. have something. We are at an hour of and 15 minutes. This yes. is very quickly going to become the longest episode we've ever done. I know, right? And we have one more thing to talk about. Jennifer just reminded me Wemma, which apparently I cared so little about yeah. that I forgot it even happened. And I think that's the way I could not believe that they brought back Wemma in this episode. No one ca- I honestly. I think it's I would bet money that we are never going to see Matthew Morrison again I think Matthew Morrison is off the show as far as I'm concerned because that is the only reason that they would have resolved Wemma of all the plot lines which is pretty funny that the priest called them Wemma no they
3: they did it they did it because they're freaking moving to New York next year well I
2: mean there were some cute there were some some sweet moments, and I and I I thought like just the way they exchanged their vows was very cute, very cute, yeah, very personal, very fun. Um, yes, the priest calling him Wemma, but the thing is, it's like yeah. By the time they got to this point, we haven't seen the two of them talk but once since she stood him up at the altar. Yep. So I mean, if we had just for a few moments over the last couple of episodes, I actually see them together, kind of reconnecting, rebuilding their relationship actually working to something, we might actually care to what that something was. Yeah. But now it's just this awkward little thing. And OK, seriously, we wanted an intimate ceremony sur- surrounded by the people we love. Those people are not adults and they are not <laughs> family.
1: <So that laughs> and, was, half, and two of them have been in the glee club for a week.
2: And so. <laughs> and OK, when she's walking up the aisle, that was the worst humming i've ever heard in my life
1: <laughs> yeah they, they you, couldn't even sing you you were like these people do impromptu vocal arrangements all the time and yet with when a they have to piece do band with a song they've never heard before and yet, when they had to do and, and Here sugar, comes the bride, sugar was doing some out.
2: like you know spastic <sighs> oh, flower throwing it was
1: the worst yeah um so yeah so, i mean yeah. that was that
2: like that was another thing that could have been a really special thing but it was surrounded by it's, you're just kind of immersed in this really <laughs> hodgepodge of unbelievability and distraction.
1: So Ed, any comments on Wemma. Sorry. On I mean,
3: of- that's, that was um, among the reasons why I fear we are going to be East coast based only next yeah. season.
1: It will be interesting to see. We do have a couple uh voicemails. We'll listen to real quick, real quick. Uh, here is, uh, let's go to Tennessee.
0: Hey, Justin and it's Listener Lawrence from Tennessee, or at, or as I'm on Twitter, as at Glue is the Bomb. Um, Mary here, and it took me a good 10 minutes to process what the actual hell I just watched. Like, I mean, I don't even know what I just watched. I mean, it was good, but the ending, that was the most cracked-up ending I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, I know the Emma and whatever Emma wedding, whatever it was, that was that was cute and adorable. But sure, but Blaine, what was going through Blaine's mind? Was he just like holding the ring box behind his back, like, oh, I sure hope one notices that I have a ring box behind my back. <laughs> anyway, that was all I needed to say. I love the podcast and can't wait to hear it. Bye.
2: Okay, wow. and. And I want to apologize. I did see your post last night on Instagram and I didn't respond because I was too um, in shock, enraged, and annoyed to even comment on the show at that point. I think
1: I actually told you, will not you go ahead and count to 10 before you <laughs> respond to Gleesda <laughs> Bond. He's that. like,
2: don't type angry. <laughs> yes. Don't type angry. Don't,
1: don't, don't tweet angry. That's don't tweet a, angry. Or Instagram. Don't Instagram angry. Yeah. Uh, and we have one more from uh, Michigan.
0: Uh, this is listener Emily here, and this is my four-word glee review. Was that a finale? I mean, nothing really happened. Yes, we learned the identity of Ryder's catfish, but even Helen Keller could have seen that one coming a mile away. <laughs> and yeah, New Directions won regionals, but we already knew this school year was being extended to season five. Did anyone seriously think they were going to lose? Apart from that, no other plot lines were resolved. Blaine's still living in a teenage, hormone-driven fantasy land. Rachel doesn't know the results of her audition. We have no idea what's happening with Finn or any of the other originals. And the writers still haven't given us a reason to be interested in these 2.0s. On top of all of that, the music last night was terrible. Terrible. I mean, with these competition episodes, if the plot's weak or rushed, I can usually enjoy some, if not all, the musical numbers. Last night, there were none. They didn't even bother to choreograph proper dances for them. <laughs> I can just see Zach Woodley in the dance studio saying, well, these songs all suck. No point in trying to improve them with dancing. <laughs> I could go on and on saying why this episode sucked so very much, but I know you like these voicemails short, so I thought I'd close with a Rory Gilmore quote. It expresses how I felt after watching the season's finale perfectly. I've now used the word suck so much that it's lost all meaning to me. <laughs> all right, thanks. Love the podcast, guys. <laughs> Good night. that's awesome thank
1: you listener emily uh
0: well that's uh you know it
1: it was a bit of a rough finale in summation i think uh i thought it was a decent episode and a horrible finale i think jennifer you had kind of felt neither or you had kind of felt that it was bad no matter how you stack it and ed you seem pretty happy with it so once again i'm I'm angry at myself mainly what
3: (laughs) I'm angry at myself. I'm like, no, gosh. don't
1: be. No, don't ever be angry with you yourself shouldn't. for your opinions. Heck, no. If you're ever angry at yourself for your opinions, watch a little movie called Streets of Fire, and then tell yourself, "Holy crap, Josh! That's one of Josh's ten favorite movies." And then you'll be like, "Oh, I never need to feel bad about anything because that movie's <laughs> freaking horrible."
2: I can give <laughs> you a full list of movies that
3: he don't loves. Don't ever feel horrible. bad about the things. You I mean, like. I mean, if you know why like, you I, love
1: them, don't ever feel bad. Yeah.
3: I mean I I mean I don't know I guess I guess I don't know well, like I, I said know. a part of me, a of me is a little things, jealous a that you liked it <laughs> There you go I I just it just I just but like there's like I I watched it and like I mean I hear all your points <laughs> and they're all valid but I'm like but they still get like it's I guess I guess it's like going to a steak restaurant and you're like oh I'm going to get steak and then they give you like Like, really good, or not really good. They give you pretty good like, I don't know uh risotto. And that's what that's all you get is risotto. And you're like, well that risotto was really
4: good. But but, was...
3: but my thing is like,
4: yeah. well
1: then i I'll go to another restaurant that will give me <laughs> and I'm never coming back to this one again.
4: Yeah. But, risotto, but,
1: but what if the steak restaurant's
3: risotto was good? I'll come to, I'll come to the steak restaurant for the risotto. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I think I think my food memoir is kind of accurate.
1: Alright, alright. Uh, I'll buy it. Well, um, we—that's uh, th- it for me, Jennifer. Do you have anything else?
2: No, no. I mean, I, just a, a couple of quick little mentions because, again, this 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 episode wasn't totally horrible. It was a horrible finale, but it wasn't a total total horrible episode. Um, Sue's baby daddy, Michael Bolton—that was kind of cute. That was hilarious. Uh, Sam was hysterical in the jewelry store.
1: Also hilarious. Really, really
2: cute. Really fun. And I did have one other. And oh. Um, my name is Joe
1: yes that was true too. you know
2: the the one line that
3: Joe got so Ed anything else um it, this was a fantastic finale but face the microphone or, Ed what <laughs> Face but, a, but a horrible episode. Okay. Yeah, I was going fl- to flip the script. Like It was a fantastic finale. All I saw were cliffhangers. There you go. But, of an episode, I don't know,
1: I don't know anything. Uh, I love uh, it. Alright, guys. Well, uh, that's it for us. If you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website at gleefulpodcast.com On Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh now She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward G. Ordano. You can find us on facebook just search for gleeful podcast we will not be back next week we'll probably no. be back in a couple weeks we don't know when we'll be back watch us on the facebook and on the twitter to figure out when we'll be back uh, but uh you know it'll happen eventually i'm sure i'm gonna fix my hair here in the camera uh, if we jennifer starburst. and i are on vacation we're gonna so be in screw new York. You guys uh and we'll talk to everybody in a couple nice. weeks. oh <laughs> the gleeful podcast with josh Jen and ed i'm josh i'm jen
3: I'm at peace. <laughs> 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 Good
1: night everyone. <laughs>